The spring sunshine was bright, and the flirtatious west wind brought a whiff of salt air to her nostrils as Judy Collins stepped out the door of the garish pink stucco house on Bay Street and headed down the hill towards Aquatic Park. A battered wooden paint box and large sketch pad under one arm and a webbed folding chair and wooden stool under the other. She felt an exuberance bubbling through her young body and a curious sense of anticipation, as though something was about to happen. She'd felt it since she first awoke in the musty, rose-wallpapered room she'd rented in the eccentric widow's home. Mabel was a character, a non-stop talker who was into metaphysical studies and painting rocks for her Baroque garden. But the rent was dirt cheap, and Judy had kitchen privileges. Fortunately, Mabel retired to her bedroom at seven each night with a vintage Zenith black-and-white television set, so the young girl was spared hours of occult monologues. No one ever conversed with Mabel. One listened and nodded one's head. Still, it was somewhat depressing being in the house whose furnishings were redolent with time. The grand piano was sadly out of tune. The brocade divan was never set upon, Mabel lived in the kitchen, where the gas stove provided the only heat in the house. For one so old, she apparently had good circulation. Judy nearly froze to death and had to wear warm socks and flannel nightgowns to bed. At times, her fingers got so cold she could barely sketch, until she found a cheap old electric heater for $4 at a garage sale and ecstatically lugged it home. Mabel seemed almost hurt. Now, as she walked purposefully past Girardelli Square, she felt relieved to be away from her often lonely and tomb-like digs. The sun caressed her young scrubbed face, her glossy long brunette waves, and the alluring curves of her nubile 18-year-old body. She couldn't fail to notice the admiring looks she drew from both men and women as she strode proudly down the hill, her pert, braless breasts jostling provocatively under a saffron-yellow tank top, and the ripe mounds of her buttocks swaying deliciously in the skin-tight, paint-spattered jeans. There were street musicians, magicians, tourists, peddlers of every sort, and couples walking hand in hand. They all paid tribute to her with their eyes, and some spoke to her with comments and suggestions, both clean and dirty. She'd grown accustomed to this sort of attention and fielded both looks and remarks with aplomb. It was great for the ego, and yet she knew how lonely she really was, being a young girl away from home, away from Chip, and very much alone in San Francisco. The couples who sat sprawled on the sloping green of the park gave her a pang of remorse as she thought of Chip, and those wickedly exquisite nights in her bedroom in Kansas City. She began to replay some of those scenes from the past. Judy's heart fluttered with anticipation as she lay in bed watching the shadows cast by the moonlight on the leaves of the big old oak tree outside her window. He would be appearing soon, climbing over the fence and up the tree like a cat, the muscles in his lean, hard frame rippling as he shimmied up the branches. Chip played soccer, he was on the varsity team at college, and he was also a champion diver, and his body mirrored his athletic prowess. He was also a champion muff diver, 